0: This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant.
1: Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show. I'll take you back to where it all began. Let's get started with my special guest, Rust Half.
0: Sometimes it's hard. so easily, even though we're all walking the same floor, yet we build dividing walls between our roads and ourselves. say but I, I don't care.
1: Known Russ, that a song that came off that first album, Walls of Glass, would have been maybe one that is your best known for. I was trying to write for this first record,
2: Walls of Glass, and it was about four in the morning, and I was sitting at our in our little tiny apartment, and I was thinking, and it was interesting because the Baptists would bring me in, and none of the Pentecostals would come. The Pentecostals would bring me in, you know this, and none of the uh, Methodists would come, and in Nashville, uh, there was so much Violence and race relations and the white not liking the black and and the black, you know, hating the white and they hated, I mean, there was just all this going on and at four in the morning, that lyric, you're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes and I was thinking about that thing from David, you know, one can put a thousand to flight but two can put ten thousand to flight and it was like, why are we fighting? Why are not we fighting? We all have the same blood but we... And it's gone on for thousands of years, but for Christians, for Christians, uh, we have no right to point our finger at any other, any other religion, anybody else, in the sense of like, man, if we join together, and like that lyric says, we can shake nations. We can shake nations and, and the world will see that we're brothers and that we're sisters. And for Christians, if we stop fighting each other, when there was persecution, the church grew. When there wasn't persecution, the church fought.
1: So, also really was drawn to the Metals album because that came out next. And on there were songs like, I'm Not Alone, Silent Love, I've Come This For. God's not mad at you. He's just not mad at you.
2: We have got this thing that if we don't measure up, you know, if we don't do it just exactly the way that they say we're supposed to do it, and so that just keeps us in bondage, you know, we will never measure up. I remember I I was crying and I was saying, Jesus, I I, I just can't do it. They told me to do all of this stuff and I'm trying, but I can't. And he said, Russ, I died to give you power to do. In my mind, it was like, what they're saying is not what I'm saying. You know, they're judgmental, I'm not. You know, I'm right here to help you to get to where you need to be. And if you're a prostitute on the street he won't walk away from you he helps all of us to become better and to get to where we need to be but we look our you know we look down our noses at people when they don't like us we all need Jesus we all need help
0: Sometimes the questions seem so hard are we going to Dreams, what's the damage? What's the cost? Are we destined to repeat? I remember at the start of it, our hopes were still new. Our eyes We want to keep our personal life When the things get out of hand And how do we survive? Now sometimes I see unguarded in your eyes That fragile hope that love can win The willingness to try
1: back to 1987. And Russ, this love is strong. Yes, it is.
2: No matter where you are, you know, no matter what you're going through, if you just tell one person, just tell one person what you're going through, where you are, no matter what it is, just let the secret out, just like I did. There was one person that I trusted and I said, I got to tell somebody what's going on inside of me because it's killing me and I risked not knowing. I knew he loved me. I told him when I finished. He took me in his arms and he said, Rush, you're just human. You're just human. And he said, welcome to the human race. We all struggle. We all, we all hurt. We all cry. We all fail. And he said, but that's why Jesus died. And it's progress, not perfection. It's progress. Today, I'm going to be just a little bit better than I was yesterday. One step one step and then after a while we're a mile down the road but he meets us at that point but he cannot you know I like Dr. Phil he said you can't change what you don't acknowledge when we reach that point of I got to let this secret out and I am convinced Jerry that there are people on the back row through the church that we're preaching this abundant life and the blessing of God and all of that but you won't take it if you don't feel worthy you won't take it Jesus takes that and makes us worthy, but we don't change all at once. Well, all of a sudden we don't go to the altar and we get up and there's no more feelings of lust and there's no more feelings of addiction and there's no more feelings, but it's 24 hours. This 24 hours, you know, I told somebody and I'll check in with them tomorrow. I'll check in with them the next day and the next day. And that's what got me sober. You know, a lot of your artists will know it's AA. And I found a group of people like me just like me that I could stand and tell them my story and what's going on and they all knew there was no judgment because they knew I understand where he's at and God has helped me get to this now I'm gonna help him and there was an older guy in AA that I would go to him and talk and said I'm so afraid my god I'm afraid I'm just plagued with fear and he would say well Russ take it to the cross tell Jesus just take it to the cross now let's talk about it again tomorrow just take one tiny step and come back tomorrow take one little fear One little fear. Right now there's a mountain up. Take one little fear and address it. And I would take that step. And I would address that fear and I'd go back the next day, how you doing? Well, you know what, I feel better about that one. Okay, we'll take another one. And it took a long, long, long time, but community, somebody in our life that we can tell But for a pastor that's dealing with lust, pornography, if they could trust one person, just one person to say, hey, this is eating my lunch. And we don't think they're horrible, they're horrible, they're horrible, they're horrible. It's a thing in a person's life that they need help. They just need help to find one person that would just say, you know what, I know what you're talking about. Now that you've told me and you've let that secret out and you feel better, my Lord, you feel better when you just tell somebody your secret. Secrets eat your lunch. My Lord, they eat your lunch and you, you feel that, that release. My God, somebody knows what's going on inside of me and they're not judging
1: me. And, and if we'd practice this, why, we'd all be set free of the things that we hide behind. Say, Let me pause just for a moment. I, I'm so grateful that the listeners tuned in to this episode of Full Circle. It's part two of my interview with Rush Taff, who's been openly sharing what it took to come out of his brokenness, hiddenness, into the light. Perhaps the Lord will open a door in our conversation for you to consider coming out of hiding behind something in shame. You could be open to realize that freedom is being offered to you when you surrender. This radio show is underwritten by the listener when you go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com Using the donate button, all gifts are tax-exempt either on a one-time basis or on a regular monthly basis. And actually, a few folks do, and I'm very grateful. This next song released in 1983 on Myrrh, and the title cut of the same album and won Ross a Grammy Award for best gospel performance. And it reminds us that if you build your life on an illusion, those things will lie and pass and shatter like walls of glass.
2: Hi, this is Russ Taff, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show.
1: Welcome back. This is Jerry Bryant with my special guest, Russ Taff. Now, you may have heard his music, but not his story. And on this episode, part two of my interview on Full Circle, Russ is transparent in Sharing the reality of the struggle, but also (laughs) the victories of his journey. Thank God for the power to overcome and receive forgiveness and healing.
0: When the night breaks in.
1: take for you to get that message you know so often it's easy to say it to others but when you were struggling with addiction you were believing that lie I don't know it can be an affair it could be sugar it
2: could be uh, anything that that starts that that thing in you that starts separating you from who you want to be and now who do you tell and I've had pastors and we know both pastors that they just burn and fall because something started happening in their lives and they could not talk to anybody who can they trust and so it begins this this bad hurt pain begins to grow inside grow inside and you think how can i ease this pain well maybe it's an affair you know maybe it's just isolating and getting away and then but you don't have anybody to talk to And this whole thing confess your sins one to another i knew i should but who do i tell you know i am a celebrity i you know people you know coming to my concerts and lifting me up and this guy is you know representing jesus and inside i am screaming and crying help me help me help me help me and i would tell people how wonderful jesus was and i be- i know he is i know he i know he is but i go back to the hotel and i could not wait to shut my brain off just shut it off but it's an epidemic i mean there is porn you know that runs a rapid through men in the church and who can they tell who can they go to and tell you know this has become an addiction to me and i have to do it all the time and the more i do it the more i gotta do it and so anyway i was 26 i was in new york and Tori's brother played oboe for the new york philharmonic i'd never been in new york and so they he and his wife had an apartment down in the village and we went in for 10 days and back then we didn't know what bottled water was, you know. (laughs) So, you know, we were out of coke and he drank beer, you know, and Some of my buddies in Nashville would play golf and when we finished, I'd have a Coke and they'd have a beer. It, it wasn't like this huge, huge, huge stigma, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. I just never did because my dad was an alcoholic. So I'm in New York living, living, living with those voices. You're not worth it. You're not worth anything. You're not worth the bullet shoot you with. You're not worth the salt on your bread. But yet, you know, you're the righteousness of God and, and his love, you know, is there, will never walk. And so there's these two messages that battle constantly with me and you don't feel worthy of anything. You're serving Jesus, and you're singing in front of the thousands, telling people how wonderful Jesus is, and you go back to the hotel. I don't. I'm not worth this, you know. I'm not good enough for this. And why in the world is Jesus using me? So I'm in New York, and it's middle of the afternoon. Tori's out shopping. And they're in rehearsal. With her brother and all of this. And I'm in the apartment, and three Heinekens in the refrigerator. I, you know, it wasn't like this big. No, 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 no. It was like, well, some of my buddies play golf. That's I'm hot, and there wasn't like this huge stigma and in your audience, there's people that have wine with dinner and that's between them and God and they can deal, I mean, they can, but for people like me. And so I had the first Heineken. I didn't really like the taste of it, but it was cold, you know, and it was like 102 outside and fifth floor of an apartment. But Jerry, I started feeling something and those voices got a little quieter. I was like, oh man. I had the next one. I just immediately, and those voices got quieter. And I I have the third one. And the reason that I did is those voices got silent. Now, Jerry, in that apartment, I lifted my hands and I began to worship God. And I said, oh, I can live this way. I can live this way. These condemning voices aren't in my head. I can be free. I, I can live this way. I don't hate myself i love you know and i I, I love jesus and i and it makes me feel good and there's this when you start there's like this euphoria that everything's is good and not knowing that for people like me it's going to lead me down this road that will immediately i begin to hide you know but i wanted that feeling i wanted that freedom i never drank before a concert that was my deal i would not drink before a concert But it would be waiting for me back at the hotel. And when I did, all of this pain went away. All these voices went away. And I was free. I was just free. And then it gets a hold of you, you know. And you don't realize that it becomes something that takes over your mind. It takes over your body. It takes over your life. It's the first thing you think about when you wake up. How can I hide? I'm going to rehearsal with the band. And I want everybody to know, when can I have a drink? then the euphoria is gone, that feeling is gone, and you hate yourself like never before. You hate yourself. You're everything that you did not want to be because of your dad, and now you're doing it. And if people find out, they will hate me. Who can I tell this to that won't judge me? You know, I'm on the cover of CCM, and all this is happening to me. Who can I tell that I can trust with this secret
1: that won't gossip? Too many pastors cannot confess their sin because they they, the rejection they sense is going to come, they don't feel safe. And they even get accused of not believing anymore. Your song said it very well, I still believe. I'm sure people were wondering in your dark times, is that man walked away from God? Exactly, and, that, and that's the
2: thing that happens to pastors, to singers, to lay people. when something happens in your life and it's not just alcohol, it's anything. Hi, this is Russ Taff, and you're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with Jerry Bryant.
1: If you'd like to reach out to Russ, go to www.rushtaff.com. And if you'd like to underwrite our next episode, go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. It would really be appreciated and thank you. Russ, let's fast forward and take it up to where we are in the present. I had
2: 10 years sobriety. Uh, My dad died and there were so many unresolved issues between he and I that he just wouldn't talk about. Painful things, hurtful things that broke my heart, that broke my family, and crippled me. Before he died, I, I just wanted to talk just a minute about it, and he couldn't. He, he just couldn't. At the funeral, there was so much pain inside of me. He's your dad. He's your dad, man. Supposed to love your parents. But in my heart, there was rage there was anger, there was hurt, there was pain. And I wanted it to go away. I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to take all these things I learned that would take a week for it to, I wanted it to go away right now. I can't deal with this, it hurts. You're standing at the casket, it's your dad. You hate him, it's your dad, you hate him. Uh, maybe not hate him, but you know what I mean. There's pain there, there's pain there, there's pain there. Unresolved, completely unresolved. And I'm going to have to go through the rest of my life with this unresolved. And so I relapsed. I wanted to go away, so I drank. And it had to start all over again. But we wrote a song called uh, Long Hard Road, where I addressed that, you know, in the New Jerusalem. With all our defenses now, we'll say the words I long to hear. Healing will be found. You'll open up your arms with love and finally hold me close, and we'll end this long, hard road. And I know, I know, I know. When I get there, he's going to throw his arms around me. I can let go of all the other stuff, but it wasn't until I dealt with all that trauma and got it all out in the open and could talk about it and talk to somebody else about it, that healing began to come because I was carrying that. Yeah, I'm not drinking today. I'm not drinking, but I'm crying and I'm hurting and I got to talk to somebody about this. Yeah, I talked to them about drinking. Now I'm not drinking, but my heart is broken it's just absolutely broken. I went to this place that my sponsor, what's what we call somebody in AA that helps us that's older than us. He said, until you truly deal with that childhood trauma that you're holding inside, that you've buried down inside of you, he said, you're not truly gonna get a hold of Abundant Life, really get a hold of it. And I went there, and I was able to deal with all the things that happened to me that shouldn't have happened to a kid. And when I left there, I I saw my dad as a victim. He was just raising me the way he was raised, and I'd been so angry and rageful at him that I didn't see who he was, and that his parents did it to him too. My mother, her parents did it to her too, and they were victims just like me. There are programs to help people like me. They didn't have those. My dad had no one to talk to, and so I've been sober 20 years. But it's been a long road. Pastor was in the hospital, and he was dying of cancer. And his friend said, "Russ, he loves that documentary, that uh, the music documentary Gaither did on me, Bill Gaither, and said he just loves that." Would you surprise him and just come by the hospital? Now he had been a pastor in Houston for almost 50 years. Somebody said, well, why don't you just call him? We were all sitting around the table and, you know, eating and stuff like that. And I said, no, he's been a pastor. He has buried people. He has counseled people. He has preached to people. He's a prophet of God as far as I'm concerned. And I said, I got to go. And so I picked up my guitar. I went into the hospital room and I froze. I just froze. He looked so much like my dad. White hair, tall. Dad was 6'2" and big hands and uh, blue eyes, Dad's eye was blue. And when I saw him, I I just froze. There's just that sense of you want to turn around. I mean, you know, it was freaky, I mean, to me. And so, I walked on in, and he threw a big gun, oh, Russ, oh, Russ. Tears started rolling down his face, and he said, oh, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here. And I went over, and, and he just hugged me. He was laying in the bed, and tears rolling down his face, and kissed me on the cheek, just like Dad did. Dad always kissed. He, you know, kiss your brother, the Holy, greet your brother, holy kiss. He did. All the people in that little Pentecostal church, they all greeted each other, kiss on the cheek. I said, uh, we well, was a bishop, he had started churches and I said, Bishop Jones, what would you like to hear? And he'd call out a song and I'd sing it on the acoustic and so what else do you wanna hear? And I sat there about forty five minutes just singing songs and, and his wife saying, well, you know, he's she looked at me and he's getting tired and so I was packing up and he said, Russ, would you pray for me? And I again, how do you pray for a prophet? I mean, you know, I'd do this little prayer i didn't know what to to pray you know it was like you know praying for somebody that to me that was a prophet of god and so i mumbled something i i I don't remember i was so intimidated to pray for someone like him i was just coming out of a lot of stuff you know healing was coming and it was still kind of fresh and and i said you know pastor jones would you pray for me and i wanted to take those words back because he's tired and he said oh Russ, i'd love to and he stands up I'm looking up into those blue eyes, white hair, just like my dad, big hands. And he said, Russ, I'd love to. he puts his hand on my shoulder and I look up in his eyes and he starts praying. And Jerry, I start crying. I just start crying. And it was crying from the bottom of my spirit, the bottom of my soul, all of that stuff, all these years that had been in there that I had worked with mentally. And I fell to my feet. My dad never affirmed. My dad never told me I did good. My dad never told me that that he was proud of me. My dad never told me really that he loved me. And I fell to my knees. And it was one of those cries where snot's running down. You can't stop. And he pulled me to his belly. And he starts stroking my hair. And he starts affirming me. He said, Rose Jesus, is so proud of what you've done with your life. I'm so proud that you're singing for him. And he just kept doing it. The more he did it, the harder I cried and he just started affirming me like a dad would his son, affirming me like a dad would his son. And I was on my knees at least, I, I can't th- it was like 15 minutes that I cried as dad, not only a spirit, you know, my heavenly father, but a spiritual dad, pulled me to his belly and was affirming his son, and was affirming his son. I felt God You know, my Heavenly Father affirmed me like a son, affirmed me like a son. And Jerry, I left there different. My spirit was healed that day. I mean, He healed my mind, and He is healing my body of what I'd put it through. But that day, He healed my spirit. A father in the church, a father that God put in the church, was affirming a son. And that was probably one of the most incredible experiences, that of God Himself just loving me. Just loving me.
1: I'd love to meet him in heaven someday.
0: The crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways uh, shall be made smooth. Uh, We have talked about things. uh, Amen. And how rough it is uh, and how hard it is uh, uh, to live a Christian life. uh, Let me tell you something. So much all but not so very well And now that we've run out of time I guess time will never tell So I'll picture you surrounded By all the love and grace That I watched you run from All your living days I'll surrender you to a higher plan We can talk it over man to man And in the new Jerusalem With all our defenses down You will say the words I long to hear and healing will be found, you will open up your arms with love and finally hold me close and we is over no don't think this is all just because you're not around anymore does not mean you're not involved as i sit alone asking why i wonder if you cried too did you know all was forgiven did you know that i love Always was this dance between us Someday there'll be a second chance I believe it
1: Our special guest, Russ Tafflin, Full Circle. We're taking you back to where it began, and I believe in your life. If you'll let him, if you'll recall where he brought you from, he'll take you back again there. Thanks so much, Russ, for being my guest. Thank you, Jerry.
2: It's good to be with you. You're a good guy. You're doing a great work for Jesus.
1: Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your life shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Full Circle is a JSR production.
0: This is Full Circle.